You're listening to the Heritage Ag Solutions Podcast here in Monmouth, Illinois. Today, we're sharing a conversation I had recently with Stephanie Porter, Soybean Product Manager with Golden Harvest. Today's episode is all about soybeans. We talk about Golden Harvest's new Gold Series lineup, and we talk specific numbers that you will want to keep an eye out for. We talk about soybean diseases and much more. Take a listen. Today we are here with Stephanie Porter, Soybean Product Manager. And Stephanie, you and I had talked last December. Uh, That seems like a long time ago, and a lot has changed since then. And most recently, you were at the Golden Harvest Field Days at Precision Planting's PTI Research Farm. So why don't you go ahead and get started, tell us about what you do with Golden Harvest, and then what your experiences were like at those field days. Okay. So I am the Golden Harvest Soybean Product Manager, and we are rolling out a new gold series. And so that was one of my topics at the PTI farm. And so I was asked by Steve Wilkins, who is the agronomy manager um, of Gold Harvest in eastern of the eastern part of the U.S. And so I was able to do a stop there along with um, they had some other great information as well at the farm. So not only just testing out their products, but we were really lucky enough to be able to showcase um, our products there. And I happened to have some, you know, extra seed um, where we grew um, some soybeans there for their high yield. uh, Okay. And where is home for you? Where are you actually (laughs) spend some of your time? Of course you spend a lot of time on the road, but when you are home (laughs) kicking your feet up, where are you at? Yeah. So I'm originally from my family farms in Nokomis, Illinois. And I currently have resided in Taylorville, Illinois. Um, I did at one point um, have a little she shed up north in Downers Grove. But after the pandemic, uh, they were they allowed me to stay at home. So I travel a lot or I have been um, since we've kind of opened back up. And then um, I have my office here at home in Taylorville. Okay, okay, sure. And you touched on the gold series, and that's something brand new for this season. So uh, kind of un- unpack for us what all that means and how gold series beans are different than what we've experienced so far. Yeah. So um, I've been going around preaching the good word, and the, the excitement's high. Uh, a lot of people recognize they've heard gold series, they've seen our symbol, but they may not quite know what it is, right? So What it is, is our own proprietary genetics. So basically all the same genetic pool um, with different traits. So trait choice. So that would be ExtendFlex as well as Enlist D3. So when it comes to ExtendFlex, uh, there's a lot of products we might be able to trace back to your favorite Extend product. But we also have now Enlist, uh, of course, with our own genetics. And that means um, a step better change in agronomics as well. So we're pretty excited about them. And there's a lot of products that we have introduced in 2022. And we've been able to implement these months, even years, faster than some other companies out there that maybe don't aren't able to utilize the same 
uh, technology processes that we have? Yeah, so we have pumped a lot of money into R&D in the last several years. And now it's um, been really fun to go around and actually talk about what's come to fruition with those dollars. We um, can't talk about it a lot with the IPO, um, but we have actually the longest breeding program in the U.S., um, so we are very proud of that. Um, and then also, like you touched on there, is that we have developed a way to develop uh, varieties quicker. And so that's why you're seeing such a surge of new products this year, because we have a way where we can come out with a variety in half the time as some of our competitors. So it's pretty exciting. Again, a lot of products. Um, we still do have a few extend products, but overall um, we almost flipped the entire extend portfolio to extend flex, of course. And then um, as well as we have our own proprietary E3. And with that, we also have supply, which is kind of key, right? So we can sell it. Yep. And I feel like this year might be the first year for a lot of growers getting to see E3 beans in their field and how they yield. But can you kind of speak to any yield differences, whether real or perceived, between Extend Flex and E3? So I guess my answer to that question, and I've gotten it a lot lately, is Last year, I did my own little research, and basically, I did it with third-party results, so I didn't even do it with our own. Yeah, sure. Um, it was with the first trials. Yes, we do enter into the first trial. So our genetics were, or I should say our products were in there, but what I did was I took a look at those first trials and kind of hashed it out myself just to see if I thought there were any differences, and I could not find any. I specifically looked at um, for an example, I gave a presentation for Missouri, Iowa area, and it was northern Missouri, southern Iowa, and I took a look at all the products that were entered into the first trials, and then I saw who the winners were and who, who weren't, and it's pretty much neck and neck. You know, we just had, we had as many extend, extend winners as we did as in Lefty 3 and even some Liberty in there, and so I think that's just and I think other universities, you can quote certain studies that they've done where you, they've done the same thing. Is they've looked at the data, they looked at who won, who didn't win, and basically it's neck and neck between both platforms. And I guess what I usually say is, with my experience with beans, is you're going to have some good extend flex, flex varieties, and you're going to have some good enlist D3 varieties, right? Um, it's just it's just the way it is. There's no perfect variety out there, and I do not believe there's any difference between the traits. And the day I was at the, the research farm during your session, somebody asked a question, uh, a farmer, he said, is, are you better off being the person causing the cupping or are you better off being the person that's on the receiving end of the bean cut cupping? And I guess our position is either way a grower wants to go, we offer that flexibility and choice. Uh, whatever that they are comfortable with, whatever they want, we have that available in our lineup. Exactly. So I, I would hate to have to make that decision. I wouldn't want somebody else making that decision for my farm. And so I think it's up to the grower. Every farm is different, no matter what state you're in. 
Um, every operation is different, and so it's up to them to decide what's going to be the ma- the best, not just genetics, but also man- management choice for their farm. Mm-hmm. And so we have the opportunity to give them both traits if needed. Sure. And we are here in the Monmouth, Illinois area, so West Central Illinois. So kind of walk us through what our our bean lineup looks like, you know, anywhere from the, the mid twos up to the fuller season, late, late threes. Uh, what are some numbers that should be on growers' radars? Okay, so first off, we would go with E3 and Gold Series. Um, so I would go with 3132s as well as the 2922s. So all the new numbers end in two. Um, so that would be a 2.9 and a 3.1 E3, both gold series. Um, they're similar products, but we're really excited about those because they're going to bring not only more yield, but also better phytophthora um, in those maturity ranges. Some can handle like the 3.1, a little bit of a heavier soil. Uh, if you have some drainage issues, which that may not be easy to do with beans. So I think that's going to, of course, um, the excellent choices in the E3. Um, now, 3582 uh, is the top selling product in our lineup. That is not Gold Series, so that's not proprietary, but that doesn't mean that it's not a great product. It's still one that I would recommend. Um, and it's, again, uh, we grow it on our own farm. So 3582 has been a great product from the east to west. Um, overall, just dominating in yield. Um, so that's a great product. And I think another one I would want to talk about, um, would you want to go to a 3.7? Would that be a little bit too late nope. for you? No, uh, 3.7s would be in this area. Yeah, sure. Okay. So the other one to really watch out for is the GH3762 E3S. So this one is Gold Series. And just taking, again, it's going to be just like the our old 3.7, but just, again, better agronomics. And this one, um, we, <laughs> we're we selling a lot of it. That's how that we joke with the Southern Illinois agronomists that they want it all. Um, but this is one I also want to try on my farm this year, uh, our farm, I should say. And so, um, again, I want to see that one up against the 3582 and see how it does. But um, we are really excited about that product. Now, if you want to go extend flex, um, we have so many different options. I don't even know where to start. It so, makes your job hard, doesn't it? So if you're familiar with the 2788, um, we have the ExtendFlex product 2722. So very, very um, similar. However, if you're familiar with 2788, it was very short. And so that's what people really like that product because you know, we didn't have to worry about lodging. You could pull it south. You could plant it thick. You could, um, you know, you could plant it early and not have to worry, you know, worry. And so um, we have that in the 2722, but we have to remember the 272 is going to be a little taller. So, again, high yield, um, again, 2722. And I think the other ones that I would say would be the GH3442 Extendflex. So that's going to give you um, maturity range there, a 3-4, good on Phytophthora and high yield. And then the next one would be GH3732. So if you're familiar with 3546, then this is a product for you. It's 3546 
um, and a little bit more yield punch. So that's in the GH3732 Extend Flex. Excellent. Thank you. And we, we've got the top-notch lineup, and then we also have our seed treatments with Cruiser Max, Vibrance, and Saltro. Can you kind of speak to those a little bit? Sure. So um, we do have Cruiser Max, um, Vibrance, so that would be your base base package there to cover most of your early season diseases as well as insects. Um, but, of course, w- by adding Saltro onto that, we're getting not only – and death syndrome protection, but also soybean cyst nematode. And more and more people are using that product. Um, time and time again, we've seen it add bushels um, and also protects when we want to plant early to get that higher yield, of course. But I guess lastly, overall, we've just seen overall better root health. Um, we haven't done a lot of testing with other, you know, how it controls other diseases and such, but it kind of makes the cruiser will make the the product kind of jump out of the ground a little bit more. It gives it a little bigger effect, but with the Saltro, it's just, it's almost a, a health effect where it, it gets a little bit greener. So really excited about the seed treatment. Okay. Well, and you've been out and about in the countryside in your line of work. What are you seeing this year for sudden death? Um, so in some areas they are getting sudden death syndrome, um, and it's all about, it kind of threw them off because, for example, they were seeing it in Iowa and some places and it had been dry. So sudden death, it's all about whenever the infection took place and that's early on. So um, it's like uh, the pathogen that causes the fusarium that causes sudden death syndrome, like cool, wet weather early in the season. And so if you have that, um, which more often is when you plant early, um, you're going to see the effect. Um, now, the other thing is, is when the onset of the disease symptoms happens. So sometimes the earlier that they appear, the worse off your yield is. So uh, another thing about that disease, I think that the symptoms in most cases showed up a little bit later. So we're hopeful that perhaps in some of those areas that they maybe had less yield loss. But um, on the opposite end, I think we're seeing a lot more um, white mold pop up here and there in places and uh, a lot further south than normal, which it can happen um, as long as you have cool, wet weather at flower and you have the pathogen present in your fields, you can have some white mold. And every so often, I think the last year was 2014, if I remember right, um, um, around there, um, you can kind of maybe find a couple patches of white mold uh, a lot further south than, than normal. But they are finding it, of course, in Wisconsin and other places. Um, the lastly, got me started on diseases. Lastly, the one would be Phytophthora. So we've just had some really, really, really heavy rains. So Phytophthora can attack early season, which is why we have seed treatment. However, you also can have late season phytophthora. So that's what we're, we're battling right now um, in some areas. And so we're separating the men from the boys when it comes to phytophthora protection this year. Okay. And you said a big part of that disease um, susceptibility is planting beans early, moisture, cool weather. And Brad Cook is a regular on the show, and we talk agronomy. And, and he tells me, you know, early planted beans – but it's always good to get a second opinion, right? So you tell me, what are your thoughts on early planted soybeans and how early is too early? Oh my gosh. 
So um, I'm a big proponent of early planted soybeans. And so what I say is if it, uh, if you feel comfortable planting corn, then you can plant soybeans. And so we've been, um, I've been working, I had worked with the Soybean Association a couple of years ago on early planting and I'm, I'm all for it. And we have done it on our own farm where we, I mean, this is what we kind of were talking about at the PTI farm, but we plant beans. Um, we go for a little bit and then we go to corn and then you go back to beans. And so that's kind of what we've been doing on our farm um, where you kind of spread your risk as well. Um, a little bit and you're spreading, I mean, it's not a lot, let's be frank, you know, within a week or so, but um, you're just going um, back and forth, but we don't do everything early, um, but we do, I would say a good portion early to All help right. us get that, that yield bump. And it was at the the PTI farm there where, where Bob Lawless was saying that uh, as that bean is growing, it's putting on nodes and the later planted beans will never catch up. They will never have a chance to put on more nodes than the early planted beans. That is correct, yes. Um, but I also want to say, you know, there are instances, just same as corn, um, where we have years, like a couple years ago, where we said, you know, you can't have high-yielding late planted beans because you can. Um, you can have that with corn as well because a, a big part of it is Mother Nature. And the one thing with the PTI farm is they do have, a way to get that water on so they're irrigating and so that's not real life right so right. i mean ultimately what it comes down to a, a lot of the yield is getting that, the rains at the right time um to make the grain okay so what do you have coming up uh next week at the farm progress show yes so i will be at the farm progress show in the golden harvest tent and i will be talking about gold series uh, and we will be handing out Gold Series t-shirts, so come see us. Okay, and what, what days are those? What time? Um, can you give us some more details on if a, a grower wants to go uh, where, where it's at? Yeah, so the Farm Progress Show will be in Decatur uh, next week, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Uh, I don't know the exact times. I think I know I have to be there bright and early. Uh, I think I have to be there at 730, and it goes until around 4-ish. 4:30, around there, and we will have different people, um, different sessions within the, the Golden Harvest tent. We have, we will have snacks. Erin um, will be spinning a wheel to give away prizes uh, as you come in. So, of course, we're going to be social distancing, of course, uh, and making sure everyone's safe. But Erin <clears throat> will be manning the wheel to make sure everybody gets prizes. Still, okay, sounds great. Um, now if someone follows you on social media, they'll see that you are very active about posting on, uh, Twitter and Facebook about, you know, ag agronomic stuff and then also things that are important to the industry. So, um, my, maybe the most important question that I'll ask you this whole time we're talking is what can you share with us about your recipe for your homemade potato soup? This is a great question because, um, so funny story, I, I've had a lot of health issues. Um, and so my most, I, I, I had melanoma a couple years ago and I had a treatment. It was actually, so I didn't do chemotherapy. I did immunotherapy. And with that came some side effects, right? So my side effects are that now I have, 
I don't know what they want to call it, a tolerance or an allergy now to wheat, dairy, and eggs. So I have over the last year, and it helped being, um, you know, home during the pandemic, started cooking because I'm hungry. And so one of the things I was able to find was a non-dairy potato soup. And it is good. And I didn't think I could ever achieve that because, come on, most of the time potato soup has milk and cheese, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I was able to, to perfect a recipe that even my husband will eat and thinks is good. So I think um, I think it's good. So, uh, yeah, so I could share my secret recipe I guess. <laughs> no, that's all, that's all right. We we can't give away too many secrets. But then I see you also make um, homemade guacamole, right? Yes, yes, I do. So um, one of our favorite spots to go, we have friends in Phoenix. And that's one of the delicacies that I get when I go there. And it's never the same. It makes me kind of sad because we just don't have that fresh guacamole. But every once in a while, I can pick up some um, avocados that aren't that are maybe a little overripe that are going to work, right? And so it doesn't taste the same, but I did just make a batch of homemade guacamole. All right. Sounds good. Sounds good. So um, I guess to wrap up here, what else would you have for the listeners? What are things they need to know as they look to the harvest season that's approaching and then any seed purchasing decisions that are going to be following that? Well, I think we're all just holding tight here. Um, We've had a lot of storms come through uh, the areas um, here to the north. And so we're just, I feel like I'm I'm cringing with the rest of everybody. Everybody's just trying to make it to harvest. We're so close. Um, We're just about at black layer here, um, depending on maturity, of course, of corn. And so here on out, I think um, my brother's got the combine ready. We're ready to roll, right? Um, so everybody just be really safe. And if you have product questions, you can go to Golden Harvest Seeds. Uh, we do have a landing page for the Gold Series as well as Enlist D3. And so you can check that out if you have more information. Otherwise, they can get with you, right? Yep, they can. I'll try to answer what questions I, I can. And if not, I know people like you that um, are in the know and can help us out. Anytime. I'll try to do my best. Yep, and we will see you at the Farm Progress Show. It sounds like there's a lot of exciting things that are going to be set up there, so looking forward to that event for sure. Okay, see you there. All right, that does it for today. Thanks, as always, for listening. Now, we hope you can stop by the Golden Harvest Tent that we'll have at the Farm Progress Show in Decatur, Illinois, Tuesday, August 31st through Thursday, September 2nd. We'll have a team there to answer any questions you might have if you want to learn more about Golden Harvest and what we can offer for your farm. I also wanted to mention Stephanie shares a lot of great content on Twitter. So if you're on that social media platform and you're not already following her, look her up under the handle at SKPorter. If you'd like to learn more about our soybean lineup or our new Gold Series soybeans, you can visit Golden Harvest website at goldenharvestseeds.com where we also have a downloadable agronomy book full of information. We are Heritage Ag Solutions, helping you leave a legacy that lasts. We'll catch you next time.